Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul thirst again this morning, Jesus. Lord, I am excited to be here in your presence once again. Lord, we have come to magnify your name. We have come to bless and glorify your name and declare that your name is great and it is greatly to, the, to be praised. We have come to declare that you are Yahweh to all generations. Your name will be proclaimed Yahweh, King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord, be magnified forevermore. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for who you are. You are a God. You are not a man. Father, you are not a man. You do not tell lies. And when you declare a thing, Lord, the Bible says you bring them to pass. You are the God who makes a boast and you are able to back your word. We give you all the praise, precious Lord. In the precious name of Jesus. Lord, as we study this morning in your presence, as we read our Bibles again, we ask, speak to us, help us to learn in your presence, and cause your name to be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome, a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy. We continue our study, our harmonized study of the gospel. We are right here at the very end. We will be reading today and tomorrow. We will be reading our final verses in the four gospels. And then the last day of this month, I want to take that to do lessons from the life of Jesus. If we can do 10, we can do 15, we can do 20 lessons from the life of Jesus. Yes, we just studied the old gospel. It's about the life of Jesus. Okay, we just went through it. What are the lessons that we can draw from Jesus' life here on earth? So thank you everyone joining in again this morning. God bless you. I do not take your presence here for granted. We have now seen the death, the burial, and now the uh, resurrection of Jesus Christ. From his death, there are many things for us to learn. We saw the, the fake trial that was put up in order to justify killing him. But we know that Jesus did, Jesus was not ambushed. Jesus gave up his life, surrendered himself. He told them, if I asked my father to give me some legions of angels right now, he would. But this is your hour. This is the hour of darkness. And Jesus allowed himself to be taken. So we saw his trial. We saw his death. We saw his burial. We saw and we've seen his resurrection. And there are many lessons to learn from his resurrection. We take a few more encounters Jesus had with a few more people. We've said he met Mary Magdalene and the other women that went to the tomb. He, he saw... He, um, the two disciples that were on their way to Emmaus, he actually appeared to a few more people. And so today we'll read about them and also read after Jesus 
resurrected, spent quite a few, um, I think, few weeks with the disciples. I think, was it John that said he was with them for like about 40 days uh, before Jesus eventually ascended up into heaven? You will agree with me, if he was around for 40 days, there is no way these guys did not know, did not meet him in person. So let's start from Matthew. We stopped our reading in the book of Matthew when the Jewish leaders uh, told, bribed the soldiers to, to, to report that the disciples came to steal the body of Jesus. And if, the, if Pilate is angry, the governor is angry, that they would, they would put in a word. Of course, they would defend them. And the Bible says there, that's Matthew chapter 28, verse 15, says, so the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. So this is one of the tales you will hear telling us about the, how Jesus did not die on the cross. He did not die because there was, he did not resurrect. Okay. Jesus did not die on the cross because he wasn't even the one that died on the cross. Many lies. Okay, so this is one of them. Um, yes, that the Jewish leaders claim that he never rose again from the dead. Okay, so let's continue. Verse from verse 16, we will see what we call the Great Commission. In other words, Jesus charges his, his disciples. And you will agree, you know, I already said in the book of Mark, even though we have that commission in there in Mark, uh, scholars agree that that portion is not actually part of the book of Mark. When we get there, we'll read. So in Matthew chapter 28 from verse 16, it says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee. Remember, the angels told them, Go and tell his disciples. Mark says, And Peter to, be go, to go ahead of me to Galilee. It wasn't just straight away. Jesus spends some 40 days with them and eventually tells them to meet him in Galilee. So he says, then the disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him. They worshipped him. But some doubted, okay? Not all of them, okay? Was, were willing to, to bow down. And you need to see what the disciples were struggling with here is what will continue with them until the church is, you know, disenfranchised or um, franchised. Let me use franchise would be the right word. Franchised to the, to the old world. They are scattered from Jerusalem. Because after Jesus left, they almost seemed to be doing both Christianity together with Judaism. Yes, they, they almost continued the rules and the regulations that Jesus had come to liberate them from. Okay, so here it tells us that some of them, some doubted, okay, even though Jesus had met them severally, right? <laughs> See, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and, and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Why is Jesus making this claim? Jesus has paid the price for sin. In other words, 
he had broken the hold the devil has over mankind. To do that, Jesus had to go first into hell and then by his resurrection broke the power of death. Broke the power of death and because he released from prison those righteous prisoners who were in paradise, the Bible says they rose together with him, he also destroyed the power of hell. So Jesus, by his resurrection, destroyed the power of death, destroyed the power of hell, and destroyed the power of the devil to hold mankind in guilt. So when Jesus says, all authority in heaven on earth and on earth has been given to me, it meant all. All authority has been given to Jesus. He says, therefore, in other words, he was commanding them, go and make disciples of all nations. He has spent the last three and a half years making them disciples. They were to go and do the same thing. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This promise Jesus is making is not just making to the disciples because they were supposed to go and make disciples of all nations. And as they are making disciples of those nations or those people, those people were supposed to in turn, okay, Continue the, domino, continue the domino effect and make disciples of other people. As they are doing that, how would they do it? He said, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. You are to go. Teach them. How do we make disciples? By teaching people. Communicating what we have learned in Christ. Jesus then promised. He says, and surely, surely, I am with you always. I am with you always to the very end of the age. If Jesus made a promise, Jesus keeps his promise. Jesus is with us right now. Every time we stand to, to shine our light to the world, every time we are trying to proclaim this gospel to the world, Jesus says, and surely I am with you always. Always means always. To the very end of the ages. Hallelujah. To the very end of the age. So that concludes the book of Matthew. So we've read the gospel about Jesus according to Matthew. Now let's conclude. Let's conclude reading the book of Mark. Mark chapter 16. Remember what I said? Uh, right from verse 9 to 20 you will have in some Bibles, okay? Some Bibles actually just exclude it, okay? So just in case it's not in your Bible, you should know that that is the reason why, okay? But you will notice that the words of Jesus um, at the hand here aligns with the Great Commission. But let's go back. Let's go to where, where we stopped. Um, we were reading where Jesus was rebuking them because they did not believe. That's verse 11. It says, When they heard that Jesus was alive and that he had seen and that she had seen him, they did not believe. 
and Jesus was rebuking them. I think we read it up to 13. He says, this returned and reported it to the rest, but they did not believe them. 14 says Jesus, later Jesus appeared to the 11 as they were eating. He rebuked them. Yes, this, is, this was where we stopped. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. Those who had seen him include the two disciples who were on the way from Emmaus. Okay, they are mentioned here in the conclusion of the book of Mark. You have Mary Magdalene, most likely the other women who were with her. All of these people saw Jesus. He rebuked them because of their lack of faith. Big lessons for us. We will never see Jesus. It takes faith, really, to encounter Jesus, to experience Jesus every day in your life. Okay? He said he, he rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. Verse 15 then says, He said to them, Go into all the world. The word used here, the Greek word used there, here is the word ethnos, the word for the word for world is ethnos, which means the different groups of people. He said, go into the different groups of people and preach the gospel to all creation. And that is why some of us are more gifted to reach particular nations. Some of us can reach men better than women. Some of us can reach, you know, different diverse whatever it is some of us are gifted in different ways it is because we are sent to our own ethnos he said whoever whoever believes and is baptized will be saved but whoever does not believe will be condemned remember that most scholars do not believe that this is a part of the book of mark Okay, so all of these parts where you talk about, you know, in my name, they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues. Most scholars do not agree that they are part of the book of Mark. Still, let's read it. And of course, we know that we can draw it from the lessons that we can, we can see, the endings of all the other Gospels. It says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe whoever does not believe will be condemned. They will be condemned. See, and these signs will follow, will accompany, sorry, those who believe in my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands and when they drink deadly poisons, it will not, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick and they will get well you need to realize <laughs> most scholars do not believe that jesus ever said these words okay so but we have to agree that this part coincides in matthew with the part where jesus says all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me and of course he then sent them out and said, Lo, I am with you to the ends of the age. When Jesus was with them, in his name, they casted out demons. Okay? 
in his name, they casted out demons. He had told them that they should tarry in Jerusalem before he ascended. We'll read that in the book of Acts. He told them to wait in Jerusalem until they are endued with power. When they, when they are endued with power, they will speak in new tongues. Okay, so, however, this was added to the book of Mark. We know that it does not take away from the teachings and the message that Jesus delivered to the disciples. He says they will place their hands on the sick and they will get well. 19, after the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere and the Lord walked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. You see why this part of the lay hand on the sick and, and all of that made sense in being part of the book of Mark because as the disciples went out, the Bible says the Lord walked with them and confirmed his words by the signs that accompanied them. You find all of them, all of those signs in the book of Acts. All right, so that concludes the book of Mark. Quite an interesting book. Uh, if anything, I'm telling you, uh, the book of Mark blesses me more than any, any other gospel. All the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are sweet. They are very interesting. But the book, the book of Mark just blesses me differently. All right, so we go to Luke now. We, when we read Luke, we read about the two disciples who were on their way from Emmaus. And Jesus met, met them, right? And Jesus met them and then they talked on the way. And Jesus, you know, broke bread with them. And when he did that, the Bible says their eyes were opened. And then Jesus disappeared. He says, and then they asked each other, were not, were not our hearts, that's Luke chapter 24, verse 32, were not our hearts burning within, within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? You know, that was why they were on the road. Jesus was just sharing the scriptures with them. And they would have been wondering, wow, this person is so sound. I'm sure they were already suspecting. Nobody shares the Bible, the scriptures like this better than Jesus or the, the way this is how Jesus used to do it but they just couldn't say he was the one so they, they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem and there they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying it is true the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon okay Jesus appeared to Simon too has appeared, appeared to Simon Simon Peter so then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. So from verse 36, Luke chapter 24 from verse 36 now says, While they were still talking about this, while the two guys, the two disciples who just came from Emmaus were still talking about this, this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. So, in your opinion, how did you think Jesus got there? <laughs> Obviously, he likely appeared from thin air. 
It didn't, of course, they would have been, they would have been hiding somewhere. They, they are hiding from, from, from the officials and the Jewish leaders. So they would have been locked. The doors would have been locked somewhere where they would have been hiding. But the Bible says that Jesus stood among them. So the resurrected body of Jesus could appear and disappear. It says they were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. The reason why I said can appear and disappear, right? <laughs> they were thinking they, they thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do you doubt? Do you do why do doubts rise in your minds? Say, look at my hands. Take a look at my hands, and I'm and I'm just wondering. Of course, Jesus turned especially to Thomas. Thomas, I had you, even though Jesus was not present. So it meant that the resurrected Jesus at this time was now omnipresent, omnipresent. Yes, because he was not there when Thomas was saying, "Unless I see him, I and put my hand into the holes of his hand, I will not believe." Okay, so he said, "Why are you?" Troubled, and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost, a ghost does not have flesh and flesh and bones as you see I have. You see the lessons we are learning? The resurrected body of Jesus was like flesh and bones. They could touch him. Even though he could appear and disappear, they could still touch him. Hallelujah. He said, when he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they, were st- while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of bird fish and he took it and ate it in their presence. So the resurrected body of Jesus could eat if he wanted to eat. Hallelujah. Yes, he said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses. The law of Moses, the prophet understands. Everything about Jesus must be fulfilled right from Moses. Moses said, look, a prophet is coming after me. Listen to him. And then the prophet Jeremiah the prophet Isaiah, the prophet Zechariah, all of them prophesied about Jesus, not to talk of the Psalms. More than enough, Jesus said everything must have to have been fulfilled that was written about him. So then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. So you want to understand the scriptures? What you need to pray for is, Lord, open my mind. To understand the scripture and I think that's one of the prayer we should pray this morning he told them this is what is written the Messiah the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on from the dead on the third day and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem you are witnesses of these things I am going to send you what my father had promised but stay in the city until you have been clothed, clothed with power from on high. Of course, he was promising the Holy Spirit. Verse 50 says, when he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, okay, same, the same mountain area, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was, he was blessing them, 
he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple praising God. I don't know the number of times you have noticed that they worshipped him every single, after his resurrection, they were just worshipping right, right, left and center. The women who saw him, Mary who saw him, worshipped him. We just read in the book of Mark, they worshipped him when he appeared to them. And right here again, as he was ascending to, as he was ascending, taking up into heaven, he says, they worshipped him. They worshipped him. And I'm telling you, ah, <laughs> you don't know how staunch a Jew is. Okay? It meant that by this time, the disciples have accepted that Jesus and the Father are one. There's no Jew eh, that will worship any God. Okay? The Jew who believes, who believes in Yahweh, that's what I'm saying. The Jew who believes in Yahweh, there is no Jew who believes in Yahweh that will worship any other God but him. So for these Jews, okay, who obviously believed in, believed in God, they are Jews, they worship Jehovah, they worship Yahweh. To worship Jesus, it is because they have accepted the truth that Jesus and his Father are the same. They are one. Hallelujah. Alright, so let's finish this by reading the book of John. Yes, let's read John. Now, we won't be able to finish the, the book of John. John still has, still has two, two more chapters. Um, I think we stopped on verse chapter 20. So, we'll read a little bit after chapter 20 and then and then we'll end, we'll end this tomorrow. We stopped in John, John chapter 20, when Jesus appeared to Mary Magdalene, right? The only John recorded that Jesus appeared to, only John recorded that Jesus appeared to Mary Magdalene alone, okay? So, verse 18 says, Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had, and she told them that he had, he, he told them that he had said these things to her, Okay? So, from verse 19, it says, On the evening, on the evening of that first day of the week, that's Sunday evening, evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders. You see why I said they were definitely hiding? So, for Jesus to have just appeared, he went through the doors, went through the walls. It says, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. So John is giving us information we didn't get from Luke. See, after he said this, he showed them his hands and sides. The disciples were overjoyed, overjoyed when they saw him. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Okay? Agreeing with Matthew and Mark, right? The Great Commission. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Of course, they were to wait. Luke just confirmed it to us, right? Luke 20, 20, 20, 24, now 22, 24, confirmed to us that he told them to wait in Jerusalem until they received the promise of the Father. The promise of the Father is the Holy Spirit. So he says, Receive the Holy Spirit. 
If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Next, it says Jesus appears to, to Thomas, but I think when Jesus came this time, Thomas was not around. It says, now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. When he breathed on them, received the Holy Spirit, he was not there. When he told them that, look, whichever, whoever, whoever sins, anyone sins that they, for, they forgive is forgiven. If they don't forgive those people sin, their sins are not forgiven. Thomas wasn't there. Says now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers into the nails, to, to put my fingers where the nails were and put my hands into his side, the side where they pierced him, I will not believe. I, I don't know whether he expected the resurrected body of Jesus to not have been healed. Anyhow, he says, a week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, the only way he could be saying this to Thomas is because at this time you have to agree with me that Jesus is now omnipresent. Okay? It meant that he was there when Thomas was saying, Unless I put my hands into the mark, the nail marks in his hands, I will not believe. He says, a week later, says, though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, that thing that you said, I had where I was. <laughs> so the resurrected Jesus, okay, is omnipresent. He said, then he said to Thomas, put your hands here. See my hands. Reach out your hands and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believing. So, does this mean that the resurrected body, when we see Jesus, will it mean that the nail marks will still be in his hands? I think so. Does it mean that his side will still have that mark? I think so. Because he tells Thomas, he was going to show Thomas the evidence. Look at it. And Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Hey, hey. For these words to come out of the mouth of a Jew, wow, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed, right? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And I think Jesus is talking about us, right? Yes. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Finally, the purpose of, of, the, of John's gospel Verse 30, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. That is the purpose of the gospel. That when people believe in Jesus, the Messiah, they will have life in him. Hallelujah. Alright, so as we go today, I want us to pray. Lord, open my mind. Like you open the minds of the disciples to, to understand the scriptures. Lord, open my mind this morning. Will you go ahead and say that prayer for yourself? 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we ask this morning that you will open our minds in the mighty name of Jesus. Grant us understanding in your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we also declare this morning that even though we have not seen you, Lord, we believe. Even though we have not seen the marks in your hands, we believe that you are alive today. We believe that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you, precious Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.